1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
0: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People talk about renovating, they talk about property investing like it's a pain or a pest, or there can be you know, troublesome days. Yeah, they can, but there can be troublesome days at work working for a boss you hate. There can be troublesome days everywhere and under all circumstances. And I just see the opportunity in property. It excites me.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're back with the Director of Renovate and Real Estate, Belinda Smith. She'll share her top tips for renovations including her strategies on how to make a profit. As well as this, Smith will delve into both the mental and physical challenges of DIY and she'll explain some controversial advice. In our last conversation with Smith, we learned about the depth of her passion for renovations. Now, let's break down her steps to ensuring a profit.
0: I think that people aren't serious enough about renovating and I'm I always just I treat it like a business. Like I make sure I I do take notice of the numbers and when I'm looking for a property, whether it's for myself to live in or an investment property for me or I'm helping somebody else look for a property, I always just, I think of the numbers, I pull the emotion out of it and I get really serious. It sounds, even when I'm styling a property to sell, I'll, I'll just think, okay, every ounce of effort I put into this property is going to be worth it for me because I'm going to get substantially more for the property if I present it at its best, so I treat it as a business. I'm not just like fluffing cushions because I like the color. So that's number one. Um, number two, I'm always looking for opportunity beyond just a straight renovation flip or just. I just think, okay, is there a possibility to subdivide? Could we possibly put a granny flat on something? There's. It's just looking for opportunity beyond just buying a property. Um, I like to keep moving. I think that even looking back, I said to you I had a couple of quiet years where I had some very lazy equity and should have been doing more, um, but I guess I had kids playing sport, state sport, you know, you family, family, family. So I had a bit of that going on. But, yeah, looking, uh, keeping up the momentum, Um, I think that everyone needs to understand that styling is so important and presenting a property at its best and that renovating is different. Now the bar's been lifted and that a boring, bland, cookie-cutter, no-heart style renovation just because you're replacing old with new doesn't necessarily result in a property where buyers are going to fight for it. So I think we can do a little bit better than that nowadays and I think the market expects it, both buyers and people who are renting. So I think that, um, you know, really taking it up a notch matters. And, um, and I think that, you know, being able to do it again and having a really good team around you of um, some, somewhere where you can learn exactly what to do, but even beyond that, having a really good trade team makes it easier to go and repeat it. Once you've done one, it's the, ones the, the first one's the hardest, like anything we do in life, and then they get easier after that. So being able to repeat the process. It becomes easy. becomes easier.
1: Some major costs of renovations include the price of materials and hiring tradespeople. Smith shares her tips to keep costs to a minimum.
0: Definitely allow more time now to get a renovation done because you just won't have trades at your fingertips depending on your location in Australia for sure but definitely allow a little bit more time, therefore a few more repayments to the bank if you're taking out finance to do that renovation. And yeah, definitely allow time for a a product to arrive or be prepared to go to your plan B product not be so fussy about, you know, having that one particular vanity or, oh my God, if I don't get those taps, I'm going to die. You know, all of that kind of attitude, you just got to move straight to your plan B because your buyers don't notice. They don't know, they they never really know what you had in your head. They just see what they're presented with and they won't know that your vanity, which looks nice, was your plan B, was your second choice. So being a little bit more flexible. And these, you know, this will pass. These times will pass. I mean, I've done property investing and renovation back in the day where the interest rates were 17.7 percent so that passed everything passes it was easy to buy we could put in low offers we'd have low offers on multiple properties and then just pick the one that we wanted to in the end we could get all of our conditions met that passed and now you know buyers are still fighting for property and it's just starting to come off a little bit now but who knows where that will go so all of these things are temporary and we just have to ebb and flow and understand that it's part of the game without getting too tangled up and stressed about it all.
1: Although it can be expensive, sometimes hiring tradespeople is necessary when renovating. This is something that Smith saw when her father was renovating, but it hasn't held her back.
0: Dad actually bought a house. He, oh, it, must, it was in the 70s because I was little god it makes me sound old um and dad dad diy renovated this old house about two suburbs away from where we lived and mum and dad we were just over there weekend after weekend i can remember now that was a case of doing too much diy dad did everything himself the tiling replaced kitchens carpet the whole lot Um, but i remember he flipped that house and made some significant income and that that was a really good thing for them. Like I saw it, you know, and I was over there and just became very real that it was something that I could do and that my handy-willing new man in my life put down his surfboard for a little while and came and joined me on the on the tools. And we were just really suited for it. But, yeah, dad, Dad and Mum... And mum still, mum at eighty-four has just came she came home the other day with a whole bunch of new tiles for her bathroom. So she's doing a renovation on a bathroom herself, no drama. She's organized the tilers and the plumbers and she's already chosen the tiles and and gorgeous stuff by the way. Um, stuff that a twenty-five year old would choose or any family would be happy to have in their home. So it's just in my blood. It's in my blood.
1: The process of DIY can pose both mental and physical challenges, but for Smith the rewards are worth the efforts
0: the reason why i like flipping a home is because you go through you do go through periods where you just think i'm tired i'm physically tired i'm mentally tired the beauty of styling a property and walking through it and just breathing it in like breathing in what you were able to create really enjoying the space being really proud of what you put together um, looking at the styling and, and the hunt for shopping. I, I enjoy all that kind of stuff too, you know, hunting for a bargain to put it all together. I think that means that the challenges seem to be more worthwhile. It makes it worthwhile. They're They're the rewards and those rewards come before the financial rewards. So yeah, the challenges are just being tired. And I find it really interesting when I speak to people and they say, oh, you know, I've got kids, so I couldn't possibly do a renovation and I think well hang on a minute I did night shift so did my husband we had three kids we were back and forth to New Zealand we were back and forth up the coast to these country towns to do our renos or just to even search for property and look and get on the ground like we were busy and it was tiring but it's also very very rewarding and I don't know what else can produce equity and income Like if we had have just gone to work and and every day and come home, we would have had nothing more than our own home right now, my husband and I, on my wage and his. It's only property that enables me to live in little Richie Rich Street that I live in at the moment. It's only property and it's only by getting something old and adding value to it or building something new and holding it or selling something and doing something better with that money. It's always like what's best and highest use of what I've got sitting around of if a property's not performing I really look at it and go okay should I hold on to it or is it time for this one to go and can I inject those funds into something that will perform so all of that you know I don't I'm not one of these buy and never never sell I think that if something's not working for you and you your money can make you more money if it's tipped into something else then have a crack
1: when facing the challenges of renovation Smith thinks that you just have to push through.
0: When people talk to me about, oh, you know, will I be able to do it? As I go, no, we don't call it exhausting. We don't call it hard work. We call it periods of discomfort. <laughs> you'll, you'll suffer periods of discomfort, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's it. I overcome it, push through. And and that's the truth, you know. People can push through. They're capable of far more than they think they are. and. They think of things so that they add up like a big mountain to climb. They really worry about things and they feel like there's this big mountain to climb. And I just like to break things into chunk. You look at the mountain, you assess the mountain, and then you forget about the mountain and you chunk things down and just bite off chunks at a time yeah. and uh, until you're through it. By the time you've climbed the mountain, you're at the top, you are tired, then you get to do whatever you like or nothing for a little while.
1: Smith has generously shared some great tips about renovations with us now so let's hear about how she puts them into practice
0: We bought this old house and we bought it a few years ago and we've just been sitting in it unrenovated, another good point I never renovate until I'm ready to sell so it's really current when it hits the market um, but you know, looking for opportunities. This is a great big old 70s match, and it's worth about 3.7 right now. I'm going to cut it down the middle when I say I'm me, my husband and I, we, we, are cutting it down the middle with a firewall. It already has two sets of stairs. What a blessing. One half is going to be townhouse one, one half is going to be townhouse two. So it's going to cost us just over a million dollars to do the renovation. It um, and I will DIY the second part because we can take our time in that. We'll shuffle down one end and stay there. So we'll do the other part. We want that done quite quickly. So that's when we'll get all the tradies in just to do that, to get it back on the market to rent. It should rent at around about $2,300 per week, which will be a nice income for us. And then we can just take our time and do the second part, depending on how it all goes. So the value increase will make probably a $1 million in profit from that renovation but, we're, but you know it's all relative if you if you're down in the $300,000 market that's fine but you're not going to make a million dollars off a $300,000 property so it's all relative so okay. this is yeah this I'm I'm busting to get started with this one.
1: It sounds like Smith has taken on a huge and exciting project but how did she come up with the idea to split the house in half?
0: It, it was Look, honestly, it was a property brought to me off market. I saw the, no matter what, I just, I came home to my husband, he was at work and I said, we're buying this house, no matter what we do with it, we're going to make some money and we're going to enjoy living in the location. It's a beautiful street. So so we just, I just thought, I'm just going to grab this one and figure out what to do second, knowing that it was so well built, had so much potential. And it wasn't until I was in it, living in it, that I really had, concept of how huge it was it's a huge house and then my dad said to me if you put that that house I talked about on the waterfront at Cornell that we built back in the 80s late 80s he said your house the one you're in is two of those and that was a four bedroom two living substantial house and he said this shell is two of those why don't you split it in half I said, you're a genius, Dad, <laughs> genius. So, um, yeah, that, it's kind of, you know, I was, I, it was after I was cleaning all day one day thinking, oh, I don't want to clean this house all the time. It's huge. I had a concept of how big it was and, and then we started to think about what we could do with the internal space, which will save us a lot of money on the renovation because the roof's there, the slab's there, the floor's there. We're just reconfiguring rooms and oh, students string, bringing it all back.
1: Smith couldn't resist investing into this house because the build of it was exceptional.
0: Okay, so the block of land is a thousand square meters. The area of the house—I knew you were going to ask me that—fifty, I don't know, fifty-four squares or something like that. It's, it's big. It's—it's it's, okay. Picture a seventies house with the ceilings are three point four meters downstairs in one section. The lounge room upstairs is seven meters by ten. Like it's just empty, big, empty space, triple brick on the outside, double brick. Some walls in some walls internally are double brick, others are single, but everything's, if there's ever an explosion, come to my place. Tyrone, we're just not going to get blown up here. We'll be down in the basement. I'll take the coffee machine down there and we'll last for ages. Okay, so when I was walking through it with the real estate agent, there's arches everywhere. So we're thinking real Mediterranean 70s. That's what we're dealing with here. Um, I just thought uh, my husband came through and he just, I could see his excitement. He's a wall tapper. So he's tapping the walls (laughs) to see how solid everything is. He was so excited. This was so well built, not a crack. So we were buying that house. That's what, thats it's one of the first ones I've ever Proceeded with without doing a really detailed feasibility study because we just knew at the, at the condition of the house if this hit the market I'm pretty sure it would have gone for a couple of hundred thousand dollars more so we just jumped on it off market while it, when it was brought to us
1: Smith purchased this house in 2003 when it was worth 1.535 million.
0: It's been a lot of natural growth to take it to 3.7. And all we did was we just painted it and put some new carpet in here and freshened it up a bit, didn't worry too much about it. I'm okay with living in an unrenovated house and so are the kids. And, um, yeah, so when we do it, we'll do it to rent out and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be in this one for a while.
1: Coming up after the break. Belinda Smith will share the resources that she used for her own property journey.
0: It was a changing point really when I heard Robert Kiyosaki.
1: She explained some controversial advice.
0: I actually think don't stick to one strategy.
1: We'll learn what she's planning for the future.
0: We're not retiring because that's boring.
1: And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey there! Over the years, I've built up a portfolio of properties and it's been great to see capital growth but the challenge I face is the passive income has been quite poor providing a net return of 3 to 4% per annum. I'd have to buy at least 10 properties or more to generate $100,000 per year. Now if I had the cash to buy these outright which I didn't, then i need the help of banks and as they wouldn't lend me more, I was stuck. This is when I start looking into alternative investments where I could use my equity and cash to generate 25-30% to 30% per annum returns and fast track my passive income goal. In a short space of two years, I've been able to achieve this goal and have tripled my passive income instead. Now if you want to learn more on how I did this, SMS me your name and email address on 04-88-88-31-32 and I'll send you a free report explaining how I did it. We've heard about the success of Smith's journey. Now, let's take a look at what resources she used to help achieve this success.
0: It's a changing point really when I heard Robert Saki because I'm like, I saw mum do what they did. I knew what I wanted in life. I We'd already done a couple of renovations at that point, and then I'm thought, Put, the, put your foot on the accelerator, sweetheart. That was a moment. So I read so many books. I went to free seminars and then we started to pay for seminars back in the day. Can I mention names? Oh, probably the first, first couple, Rick Otten was one of the first ones we went to. We learned all about vendor financing. We also learned loads about how to negotiate on property and how to buy and how to negotiate on real estate commissions. We just started to learn the tricks of the trade. Then we started to do things better, so our results were better and our profit margins were more. Um, Steve McKnight, Margaret Lomas, uh, Jan Summers—like they're the they're the oldies—but it's continued. And and even now I'm I've just um, joined in another property development group. So I I just I'm I love to learn. I I feel like I'm just an average girl, but I think I'm bright, but not. Smart? Does that make sense? (laughs) So I don't know. How do I explain that? I just feel so average and ordinary but I try hard and I'm interested and I love it and I'm passionate and I just want to keep growing and learning because staying still bores me. It actually frightens me, frightens me to stay still and do nothing. My poor husband, God bless.
1: Smith loves to soak up as much information as possible, which leads us into some controversial advice that she's been told.
0: And it's advice that some people say, you know, it's, um, it's a bit controversial. I actually think don't stick to one strategy. I actually think that that's really been um, great for us. It's, yeah, renovation is one of our strategies, but we also like buy and holds. I love commercial property because of the returns. I just think don't stick to one strategy. Don't limit yourself to one thing. Get good at stuff and then expand your repertoire.
1: Here's some advice Smith would give herself 10 years ago.
0: It's going to be okay. <laughs> don't worry so much don't hesitate just go flat out I would have I would have done probably more a few more deals so I've seen how we've done with the deals that we have done and I've seen other people do really really well too and you know what it's like you wish you had that crystal ball well I'm I'm kind of looking back going "Wow, well, I should have bought that property or you know, we should have just moved ahead. There was one that came up the other day, uh, an, a, a townhouse in Alexandria. My husband and I had the opportunity to buy for 225000 amongst others, but 225000 It was a big renovation. And he went, oh, God, have we got the energy for it? And I went, oh, we'll be really stretched doing this. But it's one of those properties that would be worth two point four or something now. So we, yeah, one of those, you know, those we've had plenty of those moments along the way. And had I have had the crystal ball, yeah, sure, I would have moved faster at some of those moments and not done kind of one at a time. So, yeah.
1: Looking towards the opposite side of things, let's hear what Smith is planning for the future.
0: Well, not retiring because that's boring. Um, uh, I just, I'm all, I'm probably already at the, well, I am at the point where we feel very secure financially, which is really nice. Um, I will, I'm having a grandbaby in July, so I'm going to be Nan. Granny Smith, just like the apple, or the kids call, say all the time, you're going to be a Granny Smith. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I think that I probably should wind it back just a little bit to spend a bit more time with family and mum and, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to life. Life is good.
1: So, Belinda, uh, you've shared an amazing story. You've, you've achieved so much great success. How much of it is due to intelligence, hard work and skill? And how much of it do you think has been due to luck?
0: I think some of it's luck, about 10%. I think skill, I I don't know whether I'm any more skilled. I only use the tools that are available to me, which are available to everyone. I've just got a big engine. I'll just go. I just go, like, I'll just keep going and going and going and going, whether I'm renovating, whether I'm doing, you know, my business now, whether I'm coaching students, like, whatever I'm doing, I just go. I just get stuff done bit by bit, not in any great style or fashion. I don't think I'm very organized in particular, but I just keep going and going.
1: Thank you to Belinda Smith, our guest on this episode of Property Invest If you love the show and you're a wholesale investor wanting to learn more about how I got started in alternative investments where I've been able to use my equity and cash to generate 25 to 30% per annum returns to fast track my passive income goal, then SMS me your name and email address on 4 88 88 3132 to register your interest. Now, in a short space of two years, I've been able to achieve my goal and have tripled my passive income. To find out how, SMS me your name and email address on 04 88 88 31 32.